Hello, I am Jen Johnson, and I'm the executive assistant at the Children's Theatre Company. And today's quote is from Admiral Jean-Luc Picard. To say you have no choice is a failure of imagination. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. With so much on your plate, wouldn't it be nice if ordering food for the office were easy and reliable? My friends at Easy Cater are workplace catering pros, helping you find food for everything from daily employee meals to staff meetings and special events. With Easy Cater's network of over 100,000 restaurants nationwide, you'll have a huge variety of options near you for any group size, dietary need, or budget. Your food arrives on time, as ordered, all supported 24-7 by Easy Cater's team of experts. Visit easycater.com slash leader assistant to find out more. Hey, friends, welcome to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows, and today I'm very excited to be speaking with Jen Johnson. Jen is the executive assistant at Children's Theater Company, and I'm very, very thrilled to jump into some exciting topics uh, but first, just uh, so you know, you can check out the show notes for this episode at leaderassistant.com slash 226, leaderassistant.com slash 226. Jen, welcome to the show. What uh, part of the world are you in? I am in Bloomington, Minnesota, and I'm looking out at my sort of pie-shaped backyard to a lovely, cool evening Uh and it's not too buggy yet, and there's you know still some squirrels and birds chirping and stuff. So we have a nice little area in Bloomington. Awesome. Are you from there? There's area? no snow. The snow is gone okay. in Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> Are you from there? I am from uh, Oatana, Minnesota, which is about 45 minutes south, directly south of the cities. Okay. Awesome. And then you have uh, hobbies or pets or kids or all of the above? I have a little bit of the uh, all of the above. I My son had just turned seven and he's amazing. His name is Franklin. Um, my husband is, uh, his name is Brian. We are in his office right now. Um, I, I know we talked about this earlier, but I have all the Lego in his, in the office, which we are all very proud of because we're a Lego family. So it's a hobby. And then, um, a big Star Trek fan. We have, in fact, I'm kind of part of a trivia group here in the Twin Cities. It's called TC Trek Trivia. Nice. Uh, that meets the second Wednesday of every month at Driftwood Char Bar, run by my buddy Taylor Cisco. So, um, and I've, I've, hosted, I've done some panels too at various convergence. So I guess my hobbies are nerd, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, and the day job is uh, as a, as an assistant. Great. Well, when did you dive into the world of administrative professional executive assistants and when and why? I dove in somewhere around 2013. So when everybody and their brother was looking for a job between 2008 and 2012 ish. So was I. And one of the, so prior to working at the children's theater, I was 
a palm reader for a company, uh, an entertainment company. So we would do like after prom parties. I was uh, the production manager of a local show called Sample Night Live. So sort of a showrunner and making sure all the things were booked and worked and um, people got to where they needed to go and people were paid and all that. Let's see. I was a standardized patient at the University of Minnesota, where I was a fake patient for doctors in training. <laughs> That's interesting. I, it was. It was a really cool job. Uh, and it's actually really, really um, insightful to the medical profession because you think, oh, they're a doctor. They know they know things. They they're, must be good with people. Why, why else would they become a doctor? And uh, the, they're just like everybody else because I got <laughs> a bunch of inappropriate responses to things and and just very and, and also like things where I was like, okay, I think normally this would be obvious to somebody, but please don't do that. Or you know this, or why don't you do this next time? Or this made me feel this way when you did that. So next time, why don't you try this? You know, because mm. we could give them either live feedback or um, feedback through uh, survey. Um, but yeah, this, uh, yeah. Uh, this guy was like checking, checking for lymph nodes and um, was, and, and was like, okay, so I'm going to touch here and I'm going to touch here. And then you can also check under your armpits, but don't worry. I'm not going to like touch your breasts or anything. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, I already trusted you not to do the thing. And when you say the thing you're not going to do, that's that that's don't do that <laughs> so, wow so, so yeah so i did that and it was it was actually a really really fun job because you got to because you got to play these this role i'm trained as an actor um and i also worked at a comic book shop and then i did spend uh six years doing administrative work as a um sort of in a not in a call center for an insurance company so I've sort of done the corporate thing uh, and I, I didn't care for it. So then I sort of took a, a palate cleanser job as a, in the, in the comic book shop and then did just tons of gig work. I was a marketing assistant and all kinds of stuff. Development assistant in another theater, the history theater for a hot second. Yeah. Hmm. What haven't I done actually <laughs> is a great question. So how long have you been in the, in your current role? In my current role, 10 years. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And so you said you were trained as, as, as an actor. So what, um, you work at a theater company. I do. So how often do you get to, you know, participate or hop on stage or do anything like that? Well, we are, uh, I don't really get to do that part. That's for the, the actors. <laughs> we're an equity house. We're one of the largest uh, regional, we're, I think, are the largest regional theater in the United States. And we are um, focused on multi-generational audiences. So our uh, operating budget is uh, somewhere north of 10 million. And so we, we have, um, uh, you know, equity actors and they're paid a paid a wage. And it's a, it's a real, it's a real business. And, that's one of the things I kind of like to talk about with people because they don't realize like, no, 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 you can actually like do that for a living and not only act, but 
um, work in arts administration too. And there's just a huge variety of things that you can do as an arts administrator, like working in marketing, digital marketing. Uh, What I do is um, as an executive assistant is just making sure the artistic manager, I'm sorry, artistic director and managing director know where they're going that their calendar is clean, that they have their talking points, that the board is taken care of, you know, things like that. So there's just, and I'm not even scratching the surface, there's a huge spectrum of things Mm -hmm. that are available to people within the, within, um, and we're a nonprofit too. So we're in that sort of uh, 501c3 space. And so it's just, it's a lot of things that people can do with that, that skill set that you, you know, people only think, oh, if you're an actor, you go on stage, right? Um, just as you did, which is not wrong. It, that's a, that's a thing too, but it's so much more than that. And I just like to, yeah, to, yeah. to tell people that because it's not very well known. Yeah. I just didn't know if you had any like opportunities to do any of the stage on stage in the spotlight stuff at kind of like as a hobby or on the side or different I things. I do here as a hobby on the side. Um, I did work as an actor in the Twin Cities a little bit. Um, you know, while working a day job and stuff. But once I got this job, it was, it was just, um, it was very busy. It kept me very busy. And, um, you know, it was a, a, it was one gig, which was the best part, you know? So it's like, I get home at night and I'm like, wait, I could just watch TV and eat Uh, ice cream and like (laughs) snuggle with my husband and And go back to the gig the next day. Yeah. And go back to the gig the next day. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, so let's talk a little bit about a couple things, you know, I've, I've talked about this with, uh, on past episodes, but when I have people on the show, I, I typically will, you know, ask ahead of time for some topics that that you're, you know, have experience in or are interested in or passionate about and so on. And so you picked some good topics for sure. And even a couple of different ones that I don't, don't know that we've talked about on the show before. So I'm excited to dive in. So one of them is professional etiquette. So I thought this was kind of an interesting one because, and I think this is why I thought it was interesting because I don't think I'd have anybody mentioned this before or bring this topic up. So yeah. But uh, yeah. What what do you want to discuss about it? What was your experience getting into the professional world and, and any, any tips there? Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of Nova Chief of Staff Certification, the first of its kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com slash Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus, and enroll today. I think it's not always obvious how to... I mean, there's a professional decorum. You know, I'm showing up here and I'm not going to like only tell you fart jokes, right? Because, you know, we don't have that level of rapport yet. (laughs) Um, But you know, it, unless somebody has that sort of emotional intelligence and that sort of sense of their audience, it's not always obvious how to present yourself in email, in 
the world, um, to a board member, to donors. So that does take some skill and some learning and some hard, uh, learning the hard way moments. And, uh, um, so I just think it's it's a, an important thing to point out that, you know, we we are, you know, as yourself, I, you know, I hate to use the term wearing many hats, but you are, you're doing so many different things and you can't uh, necessarily let your guard down completely and be like, what do you want? You know, like I'm busy. Like you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> you always have to put on a certain, um, you know, almost that customer service aspect. Like I am a firm believer. Everyone should have some kind of a service job because it teaches you a lot. And, um, but they can be very rewarding. And so much of my career after my very first job at a Dairy Queen, so much of my career has stemmed from, from those customer service uh, experiences and teachings that you mm-hmm. just have to learn on the fly. You just have to learn by peopling you know, you have to smile um, even when they're being rude and you have to, okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'll take care of it. Even though you want to slap them. <laughs> well, there is that. And there's, all, and, and depending on who you're with, there's boundary setting, right? There's polite boundary setting. So, which, you know, are terms that we didn't really have in the nineties. <laughs> um, or there probably were, but as a 15 year old, I had none. I didn't have that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the, the smiling through it, the, I think you were rude to me, but I'm going to talk about it with my boss later. Um, you know, things like that. Um, I, I think are important. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of knowing your, your context and, and knowing your audience and, um, there are and reading the room too, to a certain extent, like it, it, that one, that one's a hard one sometimes for me because my, my impulse is to, um, try to work the room as if I mm. have, you know, as if I were a stand-up comic or something. So I want to get a laugh. I want to make sure everybody's comfortable. And part of that is like breaking the ice. Right. And that's not always a thing to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That makes sense. That said though, I'm sure that those skills uh, come in handy and are appropriate in certain settings and, and you totally. know, it's, it's okay to turn that switch on sometimes. Mm-hmm. I have some improv training and that improv training comes in real handy too sometimes because sometimes you just have to scrap everything you've been working on for three weeks and then just go with a new thing that you thought of four seconds ago and make that decision and run. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Uh, Okay, great. Well, what another topic was building uh, structure in in like systems and processes, um, setting up that structure in your role could you tell us a little bit about that and why you were excited to chat about that? Yeah, I I came into the role that I'm currently in with, I think, a two-page, double-sided, I think, packet of here's what you do. And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, the My predecessor had been gone I think for six weeks at that point and there they had a temp in place the temp was lovely and I remember being so struck by I mean she was giving me a tour she was kind of telling me this and that and she was like this right here this is where you make the coffee 
for the board meetings. And here's where the cups are. And here's where the coffee grounds are. And here's this and here's that. I'm like, cool. Who's the board? Like, that's an important thing to know. So there was, <laughs> so that story leads into, there was not a lot of structure <laughs> that I came into. And so it was a lot of like figuring it out and finding things and um, through sort of piecing together how I can do things and making very conscious decisions on, okay, everything has a place. Everything must be put back in its place. Okay. I have this file structure. Okay. I'm going to make it this because that makes things easy to find um, in terms of file structure. And I thought everything was dated appropriately in its fiscal year. Like, cool. I'm going to keep that. And um, and that all evolved into a sense of doing my future self a favor, making sure that if I'm going to put a process in place, I make a mental note of it. I write that process down and it feels a little bit like overkill, but at the same time, there's so much going on that it's always a good idea. Like I use OneNote a lot. So I'll go back to my OneNote and I'll, which I'm doing right now, I'm going through my sort of annual to-do list. And my annual to-do list is reads like a technical manual. And today I, you know, did all the things that it said on there because I couldn't remember it. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing I got to do. Cool. Because I, <laughs> my, a year ago past Jen wrote that down so that future Jen could, could look like she knows what she's doing. Right. <laughs> and it, it's just, it's just adhering to those things, honoring yourself by adhering to those things so that you can keep doing a good job and sticking to that, that foundation, even in the midst of like everything coming at you all at once, because everything comes at you all at once. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it's like a lot of times assistants and even executives, they will, think to themselves and we will we will think to our, ourselves it's going to take too much time or it's too much work to to document this process or it's going to it's yeah. too much time to too much of a headache to try to write it down i'm just going to do it and the reality is like you mentioned when we document it and when we when we write it down it saves us time later on and it, it saves sure our, does. even our brain is not as tired and drained and that cognitive load is not as heavy because we've documented things and put it in a, in a system and a process so that we don't have to hold everything in our executive assistant mind. Right. Well, and, and two, I mean, this was a, this was a great exercise. Um, when I went on maternity leave, I had to, document the top 10 most important things for my interim person to keep track of mm. and wrote everything down, um, you know, made it so that they just had to keep the status quo, you know, and just kind of adjust as, as they went along, um, gave them as much time because I was like two weeks late <laughs> in delivering. So I had time to sit with them and, and go, okay, this is this. And okay, this, this person, you know, do this and screen the calls because sometimes we get 
you know, calls that they don't need to deal with. So you take that and you say, yes, 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 I will. And I'll take care of that and write their number down and, you know, um, actually delegate it to who it should go to, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so kind of got to walk them through that bit. And then, and then I had to call them one day and it's like, okay, it's go time. I'm, I'm no longer there. But I had left them this huge bite. Well, not a huge binder, but like a, a very well color coded binder <laughs> um, uh, with them so that they could, they could walk through the whole thing. My, my managing director too was only like two months old there the time um because they had just been hired we were just kind of getting to know each other and then i had to go so um uh so it was kind of a it was a it was a wacky uh time and i and i took the 12 weeks and the best part too when i came back from maternity leave because i had done so much work kind of building that structure and writing the structure down just i mean just to support the the point you just made too i'd done all that work I came back, the, my interim person had kind of given me the, the lowdown on what was, what was happening. I was like, cool. We, we thanked them very much. We had a little goodbye party and then it was just me by myself in my office with my, all my tools, all my tools were there, but suddenly my hammer had a button and I was all stressed out. I'm like, what is, why does my hammer have a button? I don't get it. And I was able to go back to the the book I had made and just kind of take my time, remember, and I had a little like cardinal rules uh, list for the interim person that was actually a balm to myself when mm. I was rereading it because it was things like be kind to yourself, things like when you know better, you do better, you you learn and you move on, things like that, and and just really revolved around like breathe. Mm-hmm and go so yeah yeah, it it, that those sort of thing and especially like i'm the only person at the my organization who is in my role there are Mm -hmm. other support positions and coordinator positions and such but i'm the only one who like intensely handles the calendar and plays like scheduling tetris every day and um and sort of coordinates travel at that high that well there's another person that coordinates travel at a pretty high level but um but i'm i'm a sort of a unicorn in the company because i'm the only one that does what i do and so it's um it's a little bit lonely at times but also like so so because it's kind of a, a lonely or rather singular position i have to do those things for myself in order to kind of keep everything aligned and keep my right. own sanity and yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you don't, it's not like you have a team of 10 assistants that are kind of, oh, I'll take care of this while you're out and I'll take care of this oh, while sure, you're out. Yeah. And then you can kind of share that burden. So, totally, I can totally relate. I'm the only assistant in my role in my organization as well. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's some stuff we can delegate and there's certain pro- like, like overall building processes that we have, which, which are great. Um, especially coming back from COVID, we're not fully. Um, back to sort of a pre-COVID staffing yet. And so we're still, I mean, we're mostly figured out, but it's it's been a long road. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about adapting quickly? How have you had to adapt in your role? Uh, all, all, every day. <laughs> 
it's it's sort of uh there was a movie from like the late 80s called don't tell mom the babysitter's dead with christina applegate mm-hmm. thank you for knowing that um oh, yeah. where she fakes her way into um becoming this fashion designer assistant and has this other gal do all this like report work for her and all this stuff. But her main thing is like, I'm right on top of that Rose. And, uh, and then she just figures it out. So the sort of adapting quickly is just like, like we kind of do every day. We, you know, you're right in the middle of, you know, uh, editing the, the, board minutes that you took the night before and they're all messy and you have like a thousand misspellings and you have to sit and go through it and you're totally focused in that. And then somebody swoops in and was like, okay, I need a call with these producers right now. Can you jump on that? And like, you have to switch your brain and, Oh uh, yeah. And, and you go off and you adapt and you take care of that task and you have to go back to the minutes later or you suddenly have to put, the meeting that's in 20 minutes at a completely new location Mm -hmm. and communicate that to everybody and tell the delivery person actually go to this door because these reasons and send out the email to everybody saying, actually, we're going to be in the, you know, this location and you have to run and set up the tables really quick too. So um, it's just, it's just saying, okay, and go and, that's one of the things that as an, as, um, with, with my experience in being an actor and also in improv, great run with it. Mm -hmm. If you, that's what you need. Cool. And, you know, and, um, so there's not a ton of time to really, to really think about it as something else other than like, okay, this is what we need. Go. Right. So it, it's just being able to have that really, um, that, that plasticity of skill to just, just take the ball and run with it. Nice. Well, what's been your favorite part about being an executive assistant? I, I think it's being, it's it's such a great role because the role that i'm in is such a great mix of so many things i love the the people i work with there's like i know where all my nerds are in the in the building and i get to see everybody in the building i get to take care of two really passionate and wonderful leaders who, who have, who, who, who bring their joy and bring their determination every day to the, the, to their roles. And you, and it, you can't help, but let that sort of also fuel you by proxy. Mm-hmm. Um, my, so, it, so my, my favorite is more specific to the role, to the place that I'm at, because it's, I remember being so struck when I, when I first got there because we had, um, we do a, a 
I, uh, Victor, please uh, forgive me, Victor Zupank, our music director, because he puts on this cabaret that's just for the staff. So I don't know if that's a big secret. So <laughs> don't tell anybody. <laughs> but it's a wonderful time where we put on a, a show for ourselves, where like staff get to get to sing a song, tap dance, show off whatever performative skill they have. That we have a visual art show. I usually run the bar. Um, and we all just kind of get together, have a potluck and, and entertain each other with our talents. And the first one I got to go to one of the, um, one of the dearest people in the building, uh, his name's Tony white. Um, he, uh, he's, he's Ojibwe and he got up and he gave everybody this, this, he spoken, um, uh, he's spoken Ojibwe and just kind of gave up, a, 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 I think a blessing to the whole organization and I remember just like fighting tears, like where else do you find this? Mm-hmm. And um, we have this other tradition called the canoe. So again, Tony uh, and Peter Brocious, our artistic director, they got together years ago. I'm not going to do the story justice, but they, but Peter wanted to make something that honored employees and it, but not like an employee of the month or something like that. So he was talking to Tony about it. And Tony's also a very fine artist and just, just all around great guy. And so he, he made a canoe. It's about, I don't know, about a foot and a half uh, long and it's beautifully crafted. There's sage and lemongrass kind of on the inside of it. And we've made it a tradition to, to pass the canoe to someone who, um, the canoe is never is never completed its journey until it's been through every person in the building Mm. um and so it's been on this journey i think for like 20 years and um i and and it's been one of the most beautiful parts of i think our culture at the ctc and i I just love it. And I was mm. honored with it actually by my, by the managing director, my, my boss, Kim Motes. Uh, I think just before, no, the September before COVID. And um, I got a standing ovation from my colleagues and it was one of the most magical moments. Like I couldn't help but wow. just turn cry because, um, because our, because the mission at children's theater is, is for the kids. We inspire empathy. We, well, the official mission is to uh, educate, challenge, and inspire young people and their families. That's our official mission. But like, it's so embedded in every level of the building to 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 create a, a pathway for empathy, not only in the kids but in the adults, in the community, in every body in the building. Um, and it's it's such a great mission for us to be on mm-hmm. and for, you know, it, it, I found so much joy and so much purpose in that. And I think that's my favorite part, but it, right. again, it's like specific to the place I work. <laughs> no, that's, that's totally fine. I mean, I think that's awesome. And, you know, it's, it's pretty rare for an assistant to find a role that they enjoy, like, you know, you enjoy being an executive assistant. That's one thing. Well, you can be mm-hmm. an executive assistant anywhere, uh, any industry, nonprofit, for-profit, uh, public, private, you know, there's all kinds of industries and, and organizations, big and small, 
where you can be an assistant, but it's 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 more unique and harder to find a role that is at a company or an organization or a nonprofit that has the mission and that that you're passionate about as well and the values mm-hmm. that you're passionate about as well. And so I think that's amazing and that's great that you're in a in a, in a sweet spot there uh, where you really are passionate about the same thing that the organization is passionate about. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a it's a bomb for sure. Cause yeah, I mean on on days where you're like, okay, let me type this next email and like, mm-hmm. oh God, then you're going cross eyed. It's like actually we're doing this for the kids. We gotta we gotta make better to make better people by showing them these stories and giving them their agency and and um and all of that i do still i mean i do feel like a rock star though when i do the simplest thing seemingly the simplest thing at least for me and people are like that was what like they're just blown <laughs> away by uh <laughs> the fact that i restarted the thing and then right, started right. working again or or just hit control alt delete and then right. like the thing rebooted itself. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thanks again, Jen, for sharing a little bit of your story and journey. And thanks. Uh, yeah. Definitely, you know, next time I'm in, I'm in Minnesota, I'll have to check out the Children's Theater Company. Sounds Please like a great do. place. We um, have an American Tale running right now based on the movie. Oh, nice. Classic. Well, mm-hmm. What, uh, you know, is there a place that people can reach out and say hi if they want to connect with you? Sure. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on the book face. Um, and you can find me on the who's who section of the children's theater website. Great. I'll put your LinkedIn in the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash two, two, six leaderassistant.com slash two, two, six. And Jen, thanks again for everything and taking time out of your day to speak with us and uh, best of luck to you. Thanks. You too. Take care. Please review on Apple podcasts. Go